0: Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on SiriusXM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome to the show. It's not Thrive Thursday, but she's here on a Tuesday which she's tending to do more frequently, which I appreciate. Anytime I get to be around the budget needs number one best-selling author of Get Good with Money. That's right. Let me welcome to the show, Tiffany Aliche. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Karen. You know, I love coming. <laughs> I know. I, listen, I appreciate you. I, I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things, actually. Um, there's a a lifting of the evic- eviction ban mm-hmm. uh, throughout the country. Now, we live in Jersey. Jersey's mm-hmm. going to go uh, to January, at least. Uh, Phil Murphy said that. There's no evictions. New York is also expanding it beyond August 1st. Um, but... D- uh, courts are full right now with tenants and, and landlords uh, fighting this out. And what's interesting, I always thought squad, squatters rights. Like if you mm-hmm. live in a place, it's hard to get rid of somebody, even if they're not paying. Because I remember a woman who literally squatted in somebody's house and, they, and she ended up taking it in mm-hmm. court, which I thought, how in the hell I don't pay for this? Oh, man, we're we going to go to more than court, um, civil court. Mm-hmm. Have you, you know, and I want to be mindful because a lot of people we had a caller yesterday who said, I, I'm a landlord. You know, I have yeah. people renting my property and they, you know, thank God they've paid rent. But if they didn't, I yeah. would be in dire straits. What about me? Yeah. Talk about that a little bit.
1: So I'll say this. And so actually a, a friend of mine just did this and I actually got an email from the city of Newark. There are there are these renter programs that they're that they're um that many m- municipalities are putting out there. And so a friend actually told me, she was like, at first it didn't look real. And then she got another email saying, no one's applied. And so she was like, all right, she applied and her landlord called her a few weeks later. It was like, did you sign up for something? We just got a check for three months worth of rent. She was what? like, wait, what? It went through, mm-hmm. So uh, um, I'll go down to your local, like, you know, like the, like right now, the city of Newark has, that's where I live. um uh, But I also know like Bellevue, um, so depending on where you live, I promise you there's likely some sort of, some sort of rent repayment program. So the city of Newark will actually pay back 12 months of back pay and potentially three months of forward pay. Oh, wait a minute.
0: And somebody mm-hmm. on Twitter said there programs that yep. municipalities are not telling people about they're, not. they're gonna hold on to the money. So the federal government gave cities or the state mm-hmm. gave cities money. Yep that probably came from the federal government Mm -hmm. to cover people who own homes that they're renting out.
1: Yep, emergency, Newark's is called Newark Emergency Rental Assistant Application. So they're like, literally, I just got an email today Oh no, two days ago. And um, yeah, you can apply online. And so I don't know how they all go, but the one for Newark, for example, you can actually have your, if you want to expedite the process, if your landlord actually applies alongside with you, it will expedite the process. So if you are a landlord, it will behoove you to say, you know what? Let me put my information in and then let me tap on all of my, you know, my tenants doors and say, I will help you. Like Newark is taking an extra step in that, because they know a lot of people have a hard time with computers and things. So they've actually set up in-person centers if you wow. don't know how to fill it up online well, you can sit with someone, but you know, Roswell Rock will be doing a lot, which is awesome for the city. Um, but so if you don't have that, certainly um, if I was a landlord, I would, if that's available for you in your city, I would pre-fill out my part. Then I would hit sit down with my tenants and say, if you need help, I'll help you fill it out because that's money in your pocket. Like I said, for this particular one, 12 months back pay. And she, like I said, she got... Uh three months um um forward pay and they said that they would they would relook at her financial situation if they could pay up to an additional year. Wow. So it's tremendous. Yeah, Life-changing that money is oh. out there. Let me say this. Uh first of all,
0: one thing I said at the top of the show, it's important to have representation that right. understands. We talked about this yesterday with Corey Bush. Uh, that understands the problems that are unique to the community that you live in. So to have yeah. somebody, an interloper, outside of the community come in to run for mayor, for clout, so that they can run them for Senate and then for, for president, doesn't serve your community even if they, they, you know, Oprah and them come in. It's nice. It's nice to see Oprah. But I remember mm-hmm. when Sharp James was mayor, and you can say what you want about corruption, that man cared about that city because he was from that city. Yes, he did some things. Two things could be true. But those kids, the kids in Newark lifeguards, swimming pool, everything the, the rec centers were amazing under Sharp James. And what you're telling me right now, because I don't live in Newark, I, I got mm-hmm. my lifeguards license there when under when Sharp was still around they you're telling me that Ross understands because he's yes. lifelong from there, but he also's from, you know, he's got a little street cred ability, you know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. knows the people, so mm-hmm. he knows what the people
1: problems are. hmm That's important. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so important. Yeah, and-
1: and making sure that these programs are like being shouted from the rooftop. That's one thing he's like really, that's another thing that he's really good at is that when there are programs, I typically hear from five different sources, you know, like I get an email about it. There's social posts about it. He'll do like, you know, a Facebook live about it. You know, he really wants people to, to take advantage of these programs. And so, so yeah, so I'm, And I suspect that your city, your municipality likely has the same thing. Go, go to city hall and ask, is there a program for, you know, renters? Um, Like if, whether you're a renter or whether you're a landlord, is there a program, you know, for rental insurance or or rental um, emergencies? And I can almost promise you the likelihood is yes.
0: And as you're also talking, a lot of our uh, folk didn't get the PPP loans because mm-hmm. their paperwork wasn't together and they didn't fill out the form correctly. And, you know, and the, the government was very specific about all of the things that they required. And if you didn't have one thing, and if you didn't have your balance mm-hmm. sheet, you weren't getting that loan and it wasn't discriminatory against black people, but, you know, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of, you know, cause a lot of multimillionaires got it. Cause I think their accountants filled it out for them.
1: Or yeah. Their, you know, I, I know my, mine did. So I, I, I had, I said my, told my accountant, are we eligible for this? She said, yep. And so we, we have a seat, my CFO, well, she, she filled out our paperwork and because, you know, and I, and I get, it. I'm not here to shame, no small business, cause Lord knows the first few years in business, I was a whole mess. And then you just, you know, as you know better, you do better. And I got to a point where, you know, now I'm 13 years in, in business. So I had the proper paperwork to back up to say, yes, you know, not only did we qualify for some PPE, we also qualified to get it forgiven. I just got that email not too long ago saying you filled out the proper paperwork to get it forgiven. So, so yeah, sometimes we're just not ready. And I do a lot of like five mentees now. And that's one of the biggest things I coach to them, these young black women. I tell them, you know, more than anything, more than you, your social media, more than getting an admin, you need to get your finances straight because it's a, to dig back through the trenches because you didn't do it right in the beginning. Like I did, it's such a headache and you run the risk of being audited and all those other stuff. So if you can get that right in the beginning, when, when the lift is not as heavy, you know, you, you've just. You your ten steps to heavier than anyone else,
0: and and I think it's also good when you see people who are doing doing it right to to kind of pull them and make them your mentors. So, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Sories, who's on on this channel, he was he's amazing. So I'm like, yeah, I well, love who, him. Who, who who did your business and who did so? The, we have a call center for my, for narrative now in Ghana because Dr. Sories has a call center business in Ghana, and they are. A freaking amazing. It doesn't cost a whole lot, but at least you now have professional folk answering your calls and taking care of the people. And and then I was like, so who's running all your multiple businesses? So he put me in touch Mm -hmm. with this, this company whose job it is to automate your stuff, get your stack, your your slack together and make sure that your, your forms and everything is correct because who does have the time? Nobody. And for a little bit of money, you, you can rest knowing that your your house is in order because if that's exactly. not in order, you can have the greatest business ideas and you could be the biggest, you know, dynamo. But that will get you with the taxes and that's going to get you with managing your business moving forward. So I think that's great advice. Tiffany Alice is here. Of course, you got to get good with money uh to get the book. It's, it was a bestseller. You know, uh, it still is. It's still on the list.
1: No, eight weeks straight, every time bestseller. You better do that. That's all I'm saying.
0: And everybody that, that, you know, comes through is like, this book is everything. So, um, but I want, I want to talk a a bit about businesses because black women started businesses during COVID uh, in record numbers. What advice do you have and where are the pain points for these new businesses,
1: new business owners? So what I, advise, what advice I have for, and this happened during the last recession too, we started businesses and drove larger than any other population. So the advice that I have is that one, you don't have to be different in order to be successful. Like I thought my blackness was a hindrance at first, you know, and my womanness was a hindrance and not at all. Because when I was like, oh, I'll just serve black women. I mean, there you go. boom, bam, like da boom, like literally last year we crossed over the $10 million a year mark you know, in service of black women. I'm certainly, there what? are there are, um, other, yeah, other people in our audience. Yes, and I always say, I don't turn anyone away, but I'm specifically speaking to, to black women. And so it's just proven that like, yes, yeah, so you don't have to change yourself. If you feel like, you know, well, should I offer, you can offer your services to whomever you like. But don't think that you don't have to specifically um, gear toward the audience that you really want to be geared towards. So that's one. Two, get your money straight from the beginning. As soon as you start your business, get your business checking account and savings account separate from your personal checking and savings account. We all mix it together in the beginning. I know. I know it's still all together. Every mentee of mine, I've been singing like a song and I'm like, is it separate yet? Because when you do that, you really run the risk. Of, you know, um, of being audited when you're small, typically that's not going to happen, but it's just a messy business in doing so. And you don't know what's business money versus what's your money, but do that as soon as possible. And when people pay you, let them pay the business. You know, I don't really like people paying Tiffany because if you pay Tiffany, Tiffany doesn't have that much to write off. If you pay Nista, budget-nista, <laughs> the Budgetnista's like, oh, hold up now. Now, all of a sudden, when I get my hair done, that's for when I'm going to be on Good Morning America on Thursday. And when I, you know, when I, like, the, when I put gas in my car, it's because I'm driving to a speaking engagement. Now, Tiffany's just going to the supermarket, you know? And so I, honestly, say I'm not paid at all at Tiffany. You know, nobody pays Tiffany. Every once in a while, someone will slip through and I'm like, no, 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 you need to recut that check and right. make it to the budgetista. Mm-hmm. And so get your finances in order, get somebody on your financial team before you do anything else. Like for me, um, people think they need an admin first. That's typically the number one thing I hear people say they want to hire. You can be your own admin. Like for the first four or five years in business, when you emailed Michelle, that was Tiffany. Okay. (laughs) And to the point now where my actual admin, her name, we don't use her real name, my actual admin name, because I like people to know, like, oh, Michelle, been with you for years. No, that's not her name. But she just uses Michelle in the email because I'm like, I like for people to have continuity when they email me. So, <laughs> but get you a financial person. I'm talking about at the very least, you know, an accountant so they can do your taxes, you know, um, for you. You know, if your business has a lot of cash flow in and out, a bookkeeper, you know, someone who can help you create what's called a profit and loss statement every month. And that's just how much money you bring in every month and how much money you spend every month. So you can get a clear idea of ed, the, the in and out of your money every month. So that is so critically important. Um, even if it doesn't seem like you're making very much, but to you, it's not for you to guess. It's for you to know. And then it makes your taxing, when it's time for you to do your taxes, that much more, um, that much easier. And then on top of that, it will help you to see how you're doing. Because you might be like, oh wow, we had a negative profit and loss statement three months in a row. Oh, wait, okay. We did something different in our marketing strategy. Oh, like our profit and loss statement in, you know, in April was much better. So we're, we're getting there. So you're wanting to see what that looks like. So yeah, the financial component and know this it's meant to be hard. You know, if, if, if there's one last piece of advice I could give, like, I, I see so many people, they're like, I'm working hard. I'm like, I know that's like saying, I want to get to the Olympics and like, Ooh, child, you know, this exercise is a lot. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's meant to be hard. And it, it's those that stick it out that get to see the reward. So stick it out, sis. I love, I
0: love the, for the longest, I was like, I can manage everything. I'm, I'm smart, you know, and it's not about that, you know, having mm-hmm. somebody go through your books and see that you've been paying for a subscription, you know, you no longer use yeah. every single month and then forcing you to go back and get a refund. And yes. then, you know, like those things you got, yep. uh you got hit with a, a fee, bank fee that you didn't you there do you know you have a bank fee i just got a, a yes. text yesterday and i was like oh let me call them up and let them know that they got to give me that back yes. that money but i wouldn't have paid attention to that because i got a lot going mm-hmm. on and you need yep. somebody even if you don't have a lot going on to see the things that you can't see everybody mm-hmm. needs that check and balance i don't care who you are or how mm-hmm. brilliant you are so um that's fi- fire um this tax che- credit that people have um, been talking to child tax credit. I was just curious mm-hmm. what your thoughts are. Cause I know you deal with a lot of women with children. Um, what's going to be the impact of that. And as the budgetista, what advice do you have for people who are getting three, six, nine hundred dollars a
1: month extra coming to them because of this? So it's my understanding. It's not like some free money. It's kind of like, you know, the, the tax credit that would have been given to you um, when you were going to file your taxes, your annual taxes anyway. So one, you don't have to pay taxes on it. So that's good. You know, and you don't have to pay anything back. So that's extra good. Um, and so if, so this is my my same friend who filed for the, um, the rental, um, um, help, you know, she has two little children and she knew this money was coming. So one of the things I told her, I was like, you know, before any money comes, you always want to make a plan for it before it hits your bank account, because all sense goes out. Of You know, once when they actually have money in hand. So she had already made a plan for, you know, saving it. You know, she herself, she, um I don't know if you know um, Tiffany J. She is a young um, sister who is like in her 20s, but she teaches people how to trade like Terry Ejama. Terry's a friend of mine as well. But Tiffany J is like, I like her because, um, especially for the young women, because, you know, she's all young and fly. So I actually had um, 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 Supergirl, who's my my, um, my bonus daughter, who's 14. Tiffany J had like a teen, like um, um, trading academy. And I was like, she's not going to listen to me, but she's going to listen to Tiffany because Tiffany is 26 years old and flying cute. So anyway, so she's been taking her classes because she was like, you know what, with all of these resources that have come in during this time, I have an excess of money, And I don't want to go back to work in a traditional way. And I am going to invest in myself and learn how to trade. So she's been doing that for the last year. So Mm -hmm. I would just say for for women who are getting this um, or or families anyway, who are getting this um, money, whatever shape it comes in, especially this tax credit is to make a plan for it before it comes. I know you've probably gotten your first check already, but to make a plan for it, or you will you know, spend it. If you're fortunate to already have income coming in, maybe you were able to maintain your job. Great. If the plan might just be to pay your bills, the plan might be to replenish your, your emergency savings account. The plan might be to invest it, but make a plan for it. So you just don't, don't reabsorb it, but don't be worried about having to pay taxes on it or, or worried about having to pay it back. Those two things you don't have to worry about.
0: I love it. And speaking of plans, uh, you've talked about estate planning on here. We've talked about life insurance, but I think you want to double down on life insurance today, Tiffany Alice, the Budgetista. She's here.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, because I see this a lot. Like, so I've got this Facebook group called Dream Catchers, Live Richer with the Budgetista. And someone posted, like, um, I'm so glad I read Get Good with Money, Get Good with Money, Tiffany's book, because she really opened my eyes up about life insurance and how, you know, term is probably um, more in alignment with where I should go. And then all the insurance agents came flowing in. No, 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 no. You need permanent. You might need this. And that. now I just want to get clear. So some of you like insurance agents, you're going to be mad at me. I don't care. So here's the thing. So there are two types of life insurance. There's term, there's term, which just means that you're, you're, you know, you're insured for a specific term, you know, it's 10, 20, typically 30 years. And Um, and permanent, which often you hear people call like um, whole life or universal, right? So permanent is like the, the, um, the name, and those are just different types of permanent life insurances, right? And so you pay whole or you pay permanent, like indefinitely. And so you will have access to that or your family or your dependents will have access to that money as long as you continue to pay. Now, here's why for 99% of people, it doesn't make sense to get um, uh, permanent whole life universal, because one, the cost, the cost is so prohibitive. Like, so I did a study where I found that, um, in 2020, if you were, I want to say, was it a 30 or 40 year old woman? If you were, I want to say 40 year old wom- woman, um, no 30 year old woman, right. And you wanted a million dollar policy, non-smoker, a million dollar policy will cost you about 40 bucks a month. If you were, if you are getting, um, um, term a 30 year policy. Now, if you're getting a whole life, it was going to cost you $730 a month, $40 a month, $730. The difference of that is $690 a month, <laughs> a month, you know, that's, do you know what you could do for $690 so, a month? Why, why
0: so much more? What are you getting for the whole term, a whole insurance that you're not getting with the term?
1: So, why is it worth so, so- much more? So it's not worth more, but it, what you're getting is that they have something that they call cash for. This is what they'll tell you. "Oh, great. You get a cash value. So some of that money is going, is going toward paying for the insurance and some of that money basically is, is being put up and invested on your behalf to put, build cash value. What they don't tell you is that it takes you about 10 years to get your full cash value. And what they don't tell you, this is like, literally like the, there there's a, there's a, um, a society of actuaries. It's like mathy, math, math, math people, they did a study where they found that um, um, only 45% of people, so less than half of of folks ever pay up to that 10 year mark. So the likelihood is it's not going to be you. So you're going (laughs) to be putting money, all of this money into a whole life policy. That's one. You're likely not going to get to the 10 years because most people don't because why the cost, because if time gets tough. You got the um 730 or do you have $40? Right. And what's so crazy is, so let's just say you struggle through and you get to your 10 years and you're like, I get to my cash value and my money's been invested for you. Do you know what consumer reports found, Karen, that, that the return on that cash value investment that they're investing on your behalf on average was 1.5%. That's a savings account. Uh, Yeah, I could do that myself. Yes. A savings account. So literally, I mean, not savings account these days, Savings account maybe like a year ago, but still, so you're doing all of that So you can make 1.5%. The market, I mean, like before the market got crazy, was yielding on average on the low end, 7, 8%. You know, and I know people, this is what I hear um, um, insurance agents will say, well, most people are not going to put that money up, you know, for, you know, to, to invest. You know what? But many of them are going to lose. Let's just say you're like, you know what? I'm going to get my surrender. You know, I I can't afford this anymore. You're going to lose so much of the money in your surrender amount, like what they end up giving you, because they're going to keep some for fees. They're going to give you what cash value you have built up, but it's not going to be nearly what you paid them. So you put all this money for what? Now, 40 bucks a month is more reasonable. And this is someone like, so me, for example, I got um, life insurance when I was like in my um, late 20s because I bought a house. And I said to myself, okay, if something happens to me, someone got paid for this house. Let me get enough to cover, you know, this house. It was um, 30 bucks a month. And during that time, I damn near went to bankruptcy. I lost my house to foreclosure. I lost my job. This is all during the recession. I lost my job. I found myself $300,000 in debt. Um, Much of it was credit card debt, student loan debt, mortgage debt. I was a financial mess. And guess what I could still afford? And I still have my $30 a month term policy because even when, because, but imagine if back then, Karen, that my whole life insurance policy, right. I yeah, could not no continue way. that. There's no way. Yeah. And so I just want people to understand that life insurance is not an investment tool. It's a risk management tool. And the people were like, well, I don't want to like, what if when it expires? So when you get car insurance, right? Is that an investment tool? When you get homeowner's insurance, are you mad that you're not making 1.2%, you know, 1.5%? No, at all other insurances, you understand that there's a term attached to it, but the life insurance companies have really done a great number on folks um, and, and, and done some great marketing to make you pay more. The reason why they want you to pay is because the amount of money they make on those permanent policies is astronomical.
0: Well, breaking news happened during the show. Biden is extending the moratorium on <gasps> evictions another 60 days, at least okay. for 60 days. So, Corey Bush and them must have had an impact. And okay. we actually have to go to a break. But, Tiffany, you are amazing. Thank you for Thank being you. here. Get Thank good you. with money. Go get the book and sign up for the Facebook, uh, all of the Facebook spaces where Tiffany, the budgetista, lives, live richer, dream catchers, all of that. And uh, we appreciate you.